Welcome to A Journey of Transformation Empowerment. You're listening to Antonio T. Smith Jr. Where ideas ignite, change, and possibilities are endless. Before we dive into today's episode, we have something special for our listeners. Today's podcast is brought to you by a groundbreaking book that's reshaping the conversation around Black economic empowerment. It's Resegregation, Volume 1, The Power Matrix, a master plan for Black group economics with wealth creation, authored by visionary Antonio T. Smith, Jr., Antonio isn't just an author. He's a former top-secret combat special operations intelligence sergeant turned millionaire. His life work championed the economic autonomy and wealth creation within black communities. In this seminal work, dedicated to teachings of Dr. Claude Anderson, Antonio outlines a comprehensive blueprint covering critical sectors like finance, technology, manufacturing, and more. He blends military discipline with acute understanding of systematic disparity. This isn't just a book. It's a movement. A call to action to create lasting wealth and reshaping the economic narrative. Antonio's vision is clear. Drive a significant shift toward black ownership and control. Listeners, if you've ever wondered about innovative strategies for wealth creation or how technological transformation can uplift the black communities, then this book is for you. Join Antonio Smith Jr. on the transformative journey. Pick up your copy of The Resegregation Volume 1, The Power Matrix today and be a part of the reshaping future. Now, let's dive into the episode and explore the possibilities that await us. Well, folks, Antonio T. Smith Jr. is doing it again. He's done it again. Yes, he has giving away so much knowledge just to help you succeed, walk out of the middle class, become a multimillionaire. He is giving away his book just for you. The name of that book, The Richest Man in the Trash Can. You want to make sure you get this book. Here's why. If you are someone who is tired, frustrated, irritated, day-to-day schedule of waking up, going to work, going back home, going to sleep just to do it all over again, not being able to spend time with your family, you just got married, you just had kids, or you take care of your parents and you're not there to do it, this is the book for you. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen, this book is free 99. Yes, you heard me, free 99. Okay? (laughs) All you want for free. Yes, free 99. All you have to do is just pay shipping and handling. That's it. $9.95 just to get your free book. This book is a life 
changer i'm trying to tell you guys everything in this book is what antonio taught myself in grace that enabled us to retire yes we are retired and we haven't even hit our 40s yet Woo! i'm just saying i got a few months to go don't worry about it Shh, don't nobody need to know that girl <laughs> you don't look it that's it go get it Go get it and walk yourself out of the middle class into the life you deserve. Walk yourself into abundance. Abundance is freedom and this book is your journey out. You can plant better. You can dominate. That, that, that V is important. That's why every it time is. I get there, I, I that's go the, That's the only letter that you got to pronunciate. So the rev, the rev. Yeah. That way you rev- can rev- say Reginald. Because if you don't say that V, you ain't going to be able to say Reginald. You're not. Like seriously, yeah. like y'all try that. Try try saying that three yeah. times quickly. Reverend Reginald Paul. Reverend Reginald. See, 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 see. Reverend Reginald. Reverend Reginald. Reverend Reginald. See, that is. All right. Maybe I've been practicing with the R's for a long time. See, Maybe you have, you have. Like your whole you you your name is 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 Reginald. So you know, I I got the D's over here. You got the R's over there. So trying to put it all together, it's yeah. just as crazy as saying Reverend Deanna. Like that just don't it don't flow. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> it's like you get wait yeah. what? <laughs> hey, I want uh, I want I want everybody on the call. I want everybody on the call to give yourself a round of applause. Yeah. If you still breathing, if you looking at us, looking at me, looking at y'all, give yourself a round of applause because you are very important to yourself first and foremost. Yes. Let me see these faces. Okay. Hey. Lady Ma, I see you. I see everybody else pitching their face. I try to put my picture on there, but it wouldn't let me. So I'm just have to show my face. That's right. How everybody doing you. this evening? That's good. That's good. Uh, well, today, uh, we're still in chapters one, two, and three. Uh, we have a series of questions. Uh, still, we're going to switch it up a little bit, uh, get some feedback, get some questions, get some get some heart into it, get some, get some energy going here. Uh, first and foremost, I want to start off with just the the name of the book, Peaks and Valleys. And I want everybody to just meditate for a few seconds on the word peaks and valleys. And I want you to meditate. Matter of fact, matter of fact, this is actually one of the things that I wrote down. I want, if you if if you able, I want you to post in the notes. Where are you at right now? Post if you're in a peak. And I want you to post that you're in the valley. I'm trying to see something here. Trying to see something. You know how the reverend tell you, turn to your neighbor. Well, right now, we turn it to your neighbor. And I want you to put in the chat or, thank you, there we go, there we go, not action. That's right. Me, myself, I would say that I am in between. I'm on my way, too. Okay, so, yes, we got valleys, we got peaks. That's good. That's good. So, all my peak people, all my peak people, I want somebody to start off first. Do you prefer being in the peak or do you prefer being in the valley? That's the first question. Uh, raise your hand and, and, and let's go. Let's get it in. Hey, Reg, what's up? This is James. How you doing, James? How you doing, sir? What's up, brother? So, I'm going to say it like good. this because, to be honest, I know. I just got off the last call and said something about diamonds being under pressure in order to be that diamond. I do know 
I have a valley to go through so I can get to the peak that I'm trying to get to. So it's kind of like, a, you know, the heart rate where the line is flat, then it goes up, down, and then back up. I feel like that's how my journey is on its way. I, have, I know I have work to do. It's the part of the mission that I don't want to do, but I have to allow it so I can become what I need to be to do what I'm called to do. That, that's just how I see that right now. If that helps that's, you. That's a good look. That is a good look. That is a good look. Now, uh, being where you are right now, write to yourself. Uh, normally, I tell my sisters, especially Grace, I say, you know what? When I ask you a question, it's not for you to answer it. It's for you to think about it and meditate on it. I want to ask yourself right now. I want you to ask yourself, James, ask yourself, what is your next step? And think about it. And then uh, speak on it after you think about it. Hey, Reggie. Yes. While James is doing that, we had a question. And then after James, we have Miss Michelle G. Miss Kiara Pritchett asks, what's in between? And in between is on your way to. Which means I made a decision like the young man did when he finished eating that dinner. He said, I'm supposed to go ahead and go. So I made up my mind to go ahead and go, but now I'm in between because I'm on my way too. Did that clarify? Did I say clarify? You did, yes, sir. I sure did. Yes, you did. That's a word today. It is. Just like the word I made up last week. I appreciate it. No problem. We ain't... We doing good. Yes, we are. <laughs> as as we keep make, we gonna make our own dictionary. Do you know what? By the end of this class, we gonna have an integrity leadership dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> now, Miss Miss Kiara, there's another. She said yes, laugh out loud. <laughs> now, there's there's another in between too, because you have your in between, like in between from your valley to your peak, but then you also have your in between your peaks, the valley in between your peaks, because. Life is like this. So you have that, okay, I'm in the valley. I went up the peak. Now I'm coming down my peak, but there's also a valley right there. So you also have the in-between the peaks as well. Amen, amen. Because there is no division between the valley and peak. There is. So none. therefore, yes, that is correct. All right. Yes. She said that's where I'm at. All right. All okay. Right. Well, I ain't lonely then. No. <laughs> Look, we 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 the families in between the peaks. All right. All right. All right. And then, um, Miss Michelle G, I saw your hand. Maya, I just saw your hand. But Reginald, would you like for James to go ahead and answer that question you asked him, or was that yes, if, if, okay. if he don't mind? I know he ready. Oh yeah. I've been waiting, yeah. Bro. I know he ready. <laughs> yes. So I like my my next move. I play chess. I have to make my next best move. And to be honest, it's like, this is the, I'm transparent here. I don't know how my, I'm not trying to be conceited. I'm not being conceited. My beautiful, handsome face that God gave me, for some reason, it's hard for me to accept that and use it and get in front of the camera and go live on Facebook. I watch you guys. I see you guys. And honestly, I love that you guys are doing it because it's every day I see it, it forces me. It eat I it eats me up <laughs> inside when I don't take that hey, step. 
So well, welcome. Yes. Yeah. I have to well, take that step. And trust me, when I when I do make the step, you guys all will see it. Because I know in this season that we're in, I believe God have his hand on all of it. And that being said is like, he's telling me to move. He's saying move. Like, you can't be still. You have the plan. You have the vision. Make it happen. Make it a reality. So take the next step. For me, the next step is to put myself out there in front of the people. People are already waiting and asking. They want to know what's going on in my life. I don't know how or why, but that's the case, and I need to give it to them. I've been sitting back on the fear of not doing it, so now I just have to do it. There's like <laughs> literally no excuse. No yeah. excuse. I have to do it. So that's where nice I'm at. progress, young man. Yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Nice progress. It's just a that's, matter that's of what we call progress. I've, I've been in the mud too, James. So taking that step out of that mud, uh, it feels good. But make sure you don't go back into that mud because it's going to be harder the next time trying to get out. <laughs> Look, well, you, I feel you on that. Him. You ain't supposed to be slapping me over here too, Reverend. <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> yes. I do. I do. There's something that you said, James, that was that I hope everyone heard. You, you asked yourself, what's my next best move? In peaks and valleys, there's there's a conversation between the old man and the young man. And the the younger man had to connect the dots because the older man wouldn't do it for him. And, and Antonio does this to us all the time, and it drives us crazy. Like, he'll tell us something and make us connect the dots. And we'd be like, why you just can't tell me up front? But <laughs> I, I'm glad that he has us teaching this because it, it's, a, it's a refreshment, a refresher and a reminder for me. The only way, the only way for you to make it, when you're making your next best move, it helps you prepare yourself. So if you're in your valley and you ask yourself, what's my next best move? That question alone will help you stay on your peak longer. So I want everyone to write down before you do anything, before you, before you make your next move, just ask, just ask, what is my next best move? You can, you can phrase it however you want to phrase it. You can uh, direct it to any, it, however you, whom, whoever you pray to, however you pray, whoever you talk to, you can direct it to them. You can say, universe, what is my next best move? God, what is my next best move? However you choose. But always ask yourself, remember my next, uh, always ask yourself, what is my next best move? And then after you ask yourself that question, be still. Because you can't ask yourself that question and move. If you're going to ask the question, you need to be still to await the answer. Mm -hmm. It's the only way you're going to hear? You just, the only you, way. you helped me realize something about myself. I'm very impulsive. When you said that, I just realized how impulsive I am. Everything I do is like in little quick spurts of energy. And it's quick here right now. Do it while I can. Do it while my mind is there. Because the moment it get away from me, it's not going to get done. And now, knowing, I'm helping myself here as well. So knowing that is have that spurt of energy, get it done, and then wait. Not wait, but a matter of sit still and figure out the next best move. Don't figure it out. 
yeah. wait to receive the answer because you've already asked the question. Re- received, received. That's got. I gotta sit still now on that. Literally, <laughs> you said don't figure it out. No. If you're gonna ask the question, if you're going to ask the question, wait for the answer. If 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 you're going to ask, that's like that's like asking God, hey God, give me, hey God, this is what I want, and be like, okay, but you're not moving fast enough, so I'm gonna move. I'm gonna move before you do. Or oh, you tell him that you'll be right back. I'll be right back, God. I just asked you this question. I'll be right back. And, you know, we, we know we serve her right now, God. So he's getting ready to give it to you. But you just told him that you'd be right back. Right. Because of that. Yeah. So when you ask the question, wait for the answer. And, and, and James, please, please understand. I'm not telling you something that I have not suffered with, been challenged with myself. I'm like... God, what do I do next? And be like, no, I'm just gonna go over here. Or, mm-hmm. okay, God, can you tell me how to? Or, or universe, what do I do here? And be like, you know, I don't feel like waiting. I'm just gonna go on and do it myself over here. Oh, I just got. And be right back in the valley. <laughs> on your, on your back. <laughs> valley juice all on your shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> Not the valley juice. You thought it was sweat. It's valley juice. You thought it was sweat from you making progress. It's valley juice. You didn't slip and fell in the valley juice, man. Hey, li- listen to your oh. listen to your conscience. Listen to your mind. That's your mind. That's that's your universe talking to you. That's the they say the chakras. I learned that a couple of months ago. Your chakras lining up. At least one of them lined up, and you don't want to. You don't want to ignore your chakra, man. Uh, the spurks, uh, do it. Do the spurks, because next thing you know, you get enough spurks, you actually got an, a current. The little little spurks turn to a current. That's what you want to become is the current. You don't want to be little sparks. You want to be the current. Yes. Yes. Let it flow through you. You know, because once you start, it's like me. Once I start, don't give me look. The coach used to. T- in, in college basketball, they used to tell, the, the scouting report was, whatever y'all do, don't make him mad. Don't get, basically what they was telling them, what the coaches was telling them, don't get him started. Because once he gets started, he's locked in and he's focused. And there's nothing you can do to stop him. That's the attitude that we got to have. Thank Man, you. I, I received that, especially being an athlete. I definitely understand that. No, I thank you. Thank you so much, James, for your input this evening. Thank you so very much. Like I said, you you said some incredible things. Uh, I'm so happy that I have my big brother, Reverend Reginald. Did I say it, Reverend Reginald? Here, you got it. By the, by the end of this class, you have a fluent. Yes, Reverend I'm, Reginald. I'm yeah. happy he's here to break things down in the sports aspect so y'all can get it because y'all know if I do it, it's going to be all broken up. <laughs> <laughs> so we going to go ahead. We have Miss Michelle. You are next. I hope you didn't. I hope you remember what you wanted to say to us. So the floor is now yours. And after Miss Michelle, Miss Maya, you are up next. The floor is yours, Miss Michelle. Um, hello, everybody. Hey. Um, first, I'm just about to mess with uh, Reg real quick. Go ahead. What's your chakra? 
Uh, it's the the blue, the yellow, the green, the no, orange. The the way you're pronouncing it, though. <laughs> no, no, yeah, well, I'm, I'm a Galvestonian, first of all. I'm gonna tap up some pronunciation. I guess I said I'm just gonna. Mess, I was messing with you. Yeah, though. I'm gonna tear it up, and I'm gonna do it with pride. You understand that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say it like it was meant to say it that way. Oh my god! <laughs> What's the proper way? Tell me the the way that. It's not chakra, chocolate, chakra. Chakra. Shock. You were chakra. Like shaka kai, shock, shaka kai. Okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but okay. What I was gonna say was, um, right now I'm in between. I'm going from the valley up the peak. Um, and. You know, like they were saying, like he was saying in the book, every time you get to your peak, you're always going to go back down to your valley. So you don't know when that's going to be, when you actually going to go back down to that valley. It's all in God's hands and you just have to trust him, you know, and know that he is definitely got you and that he's going to bring you through the valley and back up to the peak so right now that's where i am all right well thank thank you for sharing thank you very much for sharing and that when we get to our peaks ladies and gentlemen the length you i'm so happy she said what she said i'm so happy you said what you said miss michelle not only will your the the time frame that you spend on your peak when you come back down yes it's but also, if you listen to universe, to Allah, to God, if you listen to the spiritual being or, your, or the, the spiritual practice that you follow, if you listen to them while you're in the valley, they will tell you what to do to prepare yourself to stay on the peak longer. Hmm. The valley is for preparation for your peak. So for those of you that are in your valley, rejoice. Because you're in the perfect position to gather the materials you need, <clears throat> to gather the knowledge you need, to gather the experience you need. So once you go up the valley, you can, I mean, up the peak, you can stay on your peak longer. Your valley is just as important as your peak. Don't knock, <clears throat> don't knock your valley. We have a tendency to knock our valley because it's not where we want to be and we keep looking at our peaks, but we miss the opportunity to pre prepare for our peak when we're in our valley. So for those of you in your valleys, I applaud you because you're in a perfect position to prepare yourself to go up on your peak. And then when you come down off your peak, don't go back to the same valley. Because there's valleys in between the peaks. Just keep moving. Just keep moving. There's valleys in between the peaks. So don't go back to the same valley you just came from. You've gathered everything you needed <laughs> in that valley to get you to your first peak. So when you come off that first peak, don't go to the same valley. Go to the next valley. Get what you need in that valley to prepare you for the next peak. That's it. Now, 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 
let me let me let me get a piece of your pass, your, your alley hoop. And uh, while you were speaking, no, 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 I'm gonna tell you what you did. I'm gonna tell you what you opened up. I'm gonna tell you what spiritual door you opened up. And I want us to, to I want us to meditate. We're gonna meditate today in today's class. I want y'all to meditate. I'm gonna say a word, and then somebody gonna catch what's supposed to happen. I guarantee it because the presence is here. The word I'm looking for is ascend. Once you have ascended, do anybody know what happened to a carpenter who ascended and then came back? Could somebody tell me when the carpenter ascended and came back, tell me what did the carpenter do? When he came back to the valley, he ascended. That means he he went to went heaven. There. He sat beside Christ. That was Jesus Christ that ascended. And came back well. To the valley for us. He came back to, yeah, he came back to the valley to um to bring us and help us to get to come on. Get to that peak which is heaven next to the Father. Okay, but but uh, awesome. We he came back for us, okay. So if he came back for us, when we ascend, what are we supposed to come down and do? We're supposed to come back and reach and bring others back up. Okay, what and and that was in the chapter. I'm thinking three, yes, tap maybe two ish. Tap me in, coach. Tap me in. Yeah, yeah. Here, here you go. Go ahead. All right. Okay. So here we go. <laughs> Jesus went to the peak. He came back to the valley to teach us, to show us, to mold us, to guide us, to give us what we needed to go to the peak. That's what the valley's for. The valley's, the, <laughs> making sure I say this right. <clears throat> and Tony, and, and okay, so, Antonio Antonio tells us we we don't plant you don't plant seeds on your peak. Jesus didn't plant a seed on his peak. Mm. All the work is done in the valley. Jesus came to the valley to plant the seeds. All you can do in your valley is is the the real mm. harvest of what you did of <clears throat> all you can do your peak is the harvest of what you did in the valley. So whatever you do in the valley will prepare you for the peak, for the peak. Jesus, like you said, Jesus was on the peak. He came back down to the valley. While he was in the valley, he sowed seeds, he taught, he educated, he guided. He chose others to, to be teachers. God damn it. <laughs> and then once he did that, he went back up to the peak. Now the ones that were here still in the valley, they were supposed to teach others the same concept that Jesus taught them so they can get to the peak. And if you if you read in the book, I don't know how far you have gotten, but if you read the book, if you read the book, you will actually see that. You will see where this young man went up to the peak. He met the old man. They had a conversation and he had he had an epiphany up on the peak. Then he came back down from the peak and started 
he was trying to teach those around him but see what we miss is we aggressively go at people in the valley once we've been on the peak mm, that, that, keep that keep going you you something else you something else because <laughs> i just wanted to add in well i wonder i'm gonna let you i just wanted to throw in I'm, i want to throw in once he went to the valley love is in the valley he want us to come up there with him because he's he's by himself we once you do what we spoke to we on the right hand with him right so if our maker god is love his son his son down there where he was at love was down love is in the valley you have to you have to love being in the valley even if you volunteer or even if you made your own path to the valley. Some of us chose to go back to the valley. Some of us didn't choose to get to the valley, but you there. And you got to love it. You have to love it. You, there's no way. It's, it's said in the book that the, the I, you know, that I like to do the comparison between the young man and old man. I don't look at them as the young man and old man. You know what I look at them as the, the future and the and the past and the future. See, the young man and the old man, it wasn't nothing but the young man looking at himself in the mirror when he got wiser. That's all it was. That, that's us looking at our future self. And our future self is telling us, hey, you fist to go through some stuff and I'm supposed to tell you what to do before you, yes, you still gonna have to go through it, but I'm gonna tell you what to do. So when he got there, he already knew how to deal with it. Oh, okay. All right, before I before I open back up my mouth, <laughs> <laughs> open back up my mouth. Miss Miss Maya, we have you, Miss Maya. Then Corey, we have you, and then Miss Michelle, we have you again. But thank 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 you all because everything that you have said adds value to this. So thank you very much. And Ms. Charmone, I see your question. We're going to get your question too. But thank each and every one of you because this is the place to, to talk it out. This is the place to, to understand where you are. Are you in your valley? Are you in your peak? It's, this is the integrity leadership class, but it starts off with you understanding first where you are. If you don't know where, if you don't understand, realize, accept, and acknowledge where you are, then you can't, you won't be able to move forward. You won't be able to lead anybody else. And Tempest just posted, I believe we get sent back to the valleys because we didn't appreciate it or because we were so covered in poverty, excuse me, poverty, we did not learn the lessons, did not plant the seeds, did not give thanks for the valley. Thank you. No, <laughs> no, ma'am, Miss Carrie, you're not in Bible study. <laughs> but, but, but just like Tempest said, you go back to the valleys when you don't when you don't appreciate your peace. You when you when you're so stuck in where you are, when you don't learn the lessons, when you don't plant the seeds in the valley, when you don't give thanks for the valley, you you miss out on an extended trip to your peak. So 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 thank you so much, Tempest, for what you posted. Thank you very much. Um, and Miss Carrie, I do see your questions, but we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and get to Miss Maya because she has been waiting patiently. So Miss Maya, then we'll get to Miss Kara's question. Then we'll oh, I'm sorry, Tempest, go ahead. I see you're muted. Your mic. Nope, that was an accident. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All 
All right, so Ms. Maya, the floor is yours. And after Ms. Maya, we're gonna answer Kara's question and then Corey and Ms. Michelle. So please remember what, what you were going to say. Ms. Maya? Wow, I think I for, almost forgot what I was about to say, but um, it's more so, um, I feel like I'm at my peak, but it's not the peak that um, people may think it is. I feel like now I've reached a peak where it's like I'm, I'm coming out of that comfort zone. I'm finally getting to the, to the portion of not necessarily um, at the valley, but I've done more than I ever thought that I could do. So I've gotten to that point. So I feel like I'm on a peak, but I'm not like at the peak, you know? So I'm, I'm, I'm on my way. I'm, I'm on my peak to, to a newer valley. Okay, that's all, all I'm right. saying. Okay, and so this is what I want you to do. Everybody, please unmute your mics. And we're going to applaud Miss Maya for reaching her peak. Because everybody's peak is different. Everybody's peak is different. That's, when I posted that I'm in the middle, um, I'm in the valley in, the, in between peaks because I've hit my peaks before. I've hit peaks before. But then I had to come back down to another valley to prepare for the next one. So I'm literally in the valley of, to, of my next peak. Yeah. So anytime you hit your, your peaks are yours, mm -hmm. your peaks are not what someone says they need to be. Your peaks are not when somebody's with someone, your peaks are yours and yours alone. Just like your journey is yours and yours alone. Exactly. It's the same thing. So anytime you hit a personal peak, pause and uh, pause and enjoy it because there is a, there's a part in the book where the young man, he went up the peak, he got up there too late, and he said, I missed it. Hmm. He said, I missed it. But he was so busy looking at what he missed that he did not see the beauty in reaching the peak. Hmm. So when y'all reach a peak, reach your peak, not somebody else's peak. Because when you go for somebody else's peak, you're going to say, I missed it every time. But when you go for your peak, you're going to lay back. Regard If it's dark, it's okay. Because all you have to do is just lay back, look up, and see how clear the sky is and see the stars. Because it took that old, that old man had to explain that to him in order for him to understand that. So I applaud you for reaching your peak. Thank you. <laughs> Tippa said, you can't laugh out loud. You cannot copy and paste a peak or a harvest. No, you cannot copy and paste a peak or a harvest. Because it's not yours. So, <laughs> so you, can't, you can't do that. You cannot do that. All right. So, so, Ms. so Lady Maya, thank you so much for your transparency. Thank you for sharing with us. And, thank, and congratulations on reaching your peak. So next we have Miss Kiera. You had a question. Miss Charmone, I'm sorry, you had a question. So if we end up in the valley when we don't choose to go to the valley, does that mean there is something there for us to learn? Yes, ma'am. Anytime you're in the valley, it's a time for you to learn. Consider the valley. Let me see. You know when you were in school and you were, well, the, the, the senior school I was in, um, unfortunately, I wasn't able to do it, but our physics class every year went to Astroworld. 
And the reason that our physics teacher took us to Astroworld was so we, so for our field trip, we were doing hands-on learning. We would, he would take us, teach us, okay, so what's the velocity of this and that, if the roller coaster is doing this and doing that, you know, if the park is this, you know, all that, that, that stuff. That is stuff to me. So y'all just work with me because it's stuff. But <laughs> think of the valley. Explain what Astroworld is. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Grace. Okay, so here in the wonderful world of Houston, Texas, we had a place called Astroworld. If you ever heard of Six Flags, uh, there's a Six Flags over Florida. There's a Fiesta, Texas. There's a Six Flags over Austin, something like that. That was Astroworld for us. You know, it was roller coasters, water rides, uh, ooh, funnel cakes with strawberry topping and powdered sugar. Um, Grace understands me. So Astroworld is this huge amusement park with all these different, if you ever heard of the Batman, if you've seen the commercials, you've ever heard of the Batman roller coaster, the Texas Cyclone, the, the Ultra Twister, you know, the Dungeon Drop. Yeah, that's all Astroworld. So consider your valley your Astroworld. Consider your valley, your field trip of life where you get hands-on learning and experience. So when you get up to the peak, you have all the math, you have all the physics, you have everything that you needed right there. You have learned it, you've educated yourself. Also, for those of you who love to read, think of your valley as this huge library where every podcast you listen to, every every YouTube video you watch, every book you read, it's it's your it's your classroom. Your valley is your classroom. So, Miss Charmone, if you just so happen to be in a valley and you didn't choose to be in that valley, it's, it's on your journey. You hit a peak, and then during that peak, you started traveling back down, not realizing it, and you ended up in that valley. Well, while you're in that valley, study, learn, grow gather all the things that you need so when you get back on your peak you can stay up there longer because the only reason we ever come up of our peak is because we run out of resources we run out of supplies the valley is where you gather the peak is where you celebrate just like when you going to work from nine to five is your valley your paycheck is your peak you put in all that work from eight to five, Monday through Friday, that's your valley. Because you put in the work, you, you took the trainers, whatever trainers they had you take, you did whatever you needed to do. That paycheck, that was, you did that all, you did everything throughout the week to prepare yourself for that check. But I want you to expand your mind. You always hit a peak. You always hit a peak, James. You just didn't prepare yourself to stay on it long enough. So maybe you didn't realize you hit it. But every time you have a challenge in your life, every time you hit a bump in the road, every time you hit a wall you think you couldn't climb and you either busted through it, went over it, uh, built a bridge, that's a peak. So you hit peaks all the time. You hit them all the time. So I hope that answered both of your questions. Sharma, you had the question. Yeah, she posted it in the. She posted oh, okay. it in the. I, I just I seen a palm. Oh, go ahead. Thank you, Reggie. Reginald. Um, 
I think now I'm a little confused as to what the violence looks like. I know, I think I have an idea. The violence is where. I'm sorry, Ms. Ramona, can't hear you. Uh -oh. Can you hear me now? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Um, I'm, I think I'm, I'm a little confused as to what the valley looks like and what a peak looks like. Is the valley uh, the place where you're in constant learning? Yes, ma'am. That's a good way to put it. In the book, the the... In the book, the young man, his valley was where he lived. Right. I, so, I'm sorry, go ahead. From the book, I took the gentleman's valley as being like his life, where he faced trials and tribulation, and his peaks were when he succeeded, when he was doing well, he got the promotion, he got the raise. Um, I think I just answered my own question. Uh, okay, I, I think. But what, what, you said that we always hit the peaks. Is it ever a time where your values are, where your values are identical to your peaks? That's a really good question. Can I chime in, Misty? Yes, Misty Go ahead, Miss Kara. And this is for James, too. I kind of feel like his question was kind of in alignment with hers. And I don't know what book y'all talking about. I've never been on this call. I don't know. Um, that's why I was like, we in Bible study. What book we in? Maybe that's why I don't know if I'm in the peak or valley because I ain't read the book. Um, but one of the things that we have to be mindful of is where our mindset is because we can be in a peak. We can be in a peak and God has taken us there, but our mind is in an old place our mindset can still be in a valley and we miss our, our, our learning experience. So we keep repeating the same thing and we're not catching it. So our, our mindset is in that valley state, but we're already, we've already moved to the peak. So we're not experiencing that level of happiness because our mind is still behind. So we got to bring our mindset up to that peak space. Does that make sense, Ms. Charmone? It, it makes sense. Um, I guess, my, I, I think my thought is, if the valley is your place of constant learning, then I feel like I'm learning all the time. So when do I recognize my peak mm. if I'm always in the learning state? Well, uh, oh, can I answer that one? Yeah, yeah. Go, go ahead. Um, the thing is, you're, go you're always going to learn no matter whether you're in your valley or if you're in your peak, but what you learn comes at, like, say, different levels to make it simpler. When you're in your valley, you feel like you're struggling, and that's your more intense learning. That's the lessons that God is trying to teach you, and if you're not getting it, he's going to keep taking over and over and over. But when you finally say okay say you're hanging out with somebody that is just destroying you taking you down but you don't see that and people people are seeing it but the, and they keep telling you but you don't see it and you just ignore it but then 
they do something to make you finally see what everybody's been saying. So you finally gotten it. You finally gotten it. But then you go up to the peak after that. And when you're at that peak, you're learning, but it's just in a better position. Does that make sense? Yes. Uh-huh. Thank thank you so much, Miss Michelle. Thank you, Michelle. Um, Miss Ramon, let me and I'm gonna put it, I'm gonna do it this way. So because I want to make sure that I'm not saying that no one caught anything that's been said, but I just I wanna I'm gonna talk in a language where I would understand it too. If you first start school and your kindergartner. You go through that whole year of kindergarten. That's your valley. And then you graduate from kindergarten to first grade. That's your peak. And then you go to first grade. That's your whole valley. And then you graduate from first grade to second grade. That's your peak. And when you hit that second grade, the second grade is a valley. And then when you move from second to third grade, that's a peak. Okay. So I hope that helps. I get it. Okay. And if, if any of you still have any questions about anything, please feel free to email us and ask or text us, say, hey, I still have questions about this. Please feel free because we want, we want everyone to walk away with your questions answered to your understanding. Because we may explain something and somebody else may be like, oh, yeah, but if it doesn't, if it's not to your understanding, please let us know because we don't want anyone to walk away with questions. All right, so the, the, we had Ms. Charmone's question, then we had Corey, Corey Peters. I see your mic is unmuted and the floor is yours. Can you hear me now? Yes, yes we can. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot that I can, I wanna say now. But <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. So let me start with where I am right now. Where I am is I am coming out of the valley. And um, I basically hit that valley when I was on my highest peak and literally lost everything that I gained inside of the peak. So I was really at a really hard valley. However, kind of going to what I was going to say originally today is that that also kind of gave me awareness to how far I'd want to go and how much resources I'd want to pick up to get back to my peak and bring that awareness to know, okay, this is how many resources I have now. Let's see how far I can go now with this, with this peak. And then, so it's kind of like the way that I look at it is that you have to have the valley because at some point those resources are going to run out. And through me knowing how much resources I actually have, I may have an idea of how, when I may want to actually start going down. So it's like I, become, I kind of make that choice of my own versus before when I was actually at my peak and I kind of, I didn't know when my peak was going to be over because I didn't know when my resources were going to be done. Then all of a sudden, I, by, not even by choice, but by force, I went back into my valley without 
really truly choosing it. So um, one of the things that I see is like, you have to have your peak, but at the same time, you have to know when to go back down into the valley. So it's not even like, I mean, every, and, and in every place you're learning, because even when you're in your peak, you kind of know, like, even when you're, you know, like even the fastest runner, they, they know how far, how far they can go at a certain speed before they, they get tired. So it's just like, you know, you kind of, you kind of use that to learn. So you're just like, okay, I can run for 30 seconds going this fast. And then you go back into your peak, into your valley. And then you kind of learn, you kind of craft yourself to get to go longer. And then you go back and forth like that. So it's like, I think it's more of a dance than just trying to think that how to also always get to your peak or also get to your valley. It's all a choice to me. And it's all a learning lesson throughout the way. So that's really where I'd want to say where I'm where I am right now and what I'd like to say. Awesome. Thank you so much for thank you. Thank you for your transparency. Thank you very much. Thank each and every one of you for your transparency this evening. One of the things that Antonio teaches us and he first off, thank you, Mr. Antonio T. Smith Jr. If you are listening for giving us the opportunity to teach the integrity leadership class because we were students in this class once and I am still a student. Anytime, anytime any of you open up to speak and share, I learn as well. So thank you, Antonio, and thank each and every one of you as well. One of the things that Antonio used to, uh, used to teach us or when we, when we started this book, he would let us know is if you don't master the lessons you were supposed to learn in the valley, the peak will send you back down to the valley to learn and it won't let you and the peak won't let you stay on it for uh, for a long while. So if you don't master the lessons you were supposed to learn in the valley, the peak will send you back down, uh, back down to the valley to learn and it won't let you stay on it for a long while. So to answer any questions you may have about how long can you stay on the peak or, you know, what are you supposed to do in the valley? The valley is for you to learn, and if you don't learn it and you go up that peak, the peak will send you back down to the valley to learn the lessons you were supposed to learn. It won't, the peak won't let you stay up there long. That's why, that's why sometimes it's hard for us to determine when we're on a peak because we don't catch the lesson that we're supposed to learn in the valley, so when we hit that peak, we fall right back down. And from personal experience, I've done it on numerous occasions throughout my entire life. <laughs> That's why I said I'm, I'm, I'm in a valley in between peaks. Because we, our life is literally a heartbeat. We're down, we're up. We're down, we're up. We're down, we're up. But what we learn while we're down depends on how long we stay up. It's just like Les Brown says, you know, is, I can't remember who it is, but they said when you fall, make sure, I think it was Denzel Washington, when you fall, fall on your back so you can see how far it takes you to get up. Your valley is you laying on your back on the ground looking up like, okay, that's how far I got to go. All right, so let me, and then you have to get yourself off the ground. You getting yourself off the ground is getting the education you need, learning what you need to learn. So when you get to that peak, you can be like, all right. 
I'm here. I can stay up here a little long. I stay up here a while. And then there's going to be a point in time where you're going to be like, man, I'm, I'm, it's something I need to pick. It's something I need to, to catch. So I got to go back down to my valley so I can learn and get, go right back up to my peak. So your, your valley, if you don't master your, the lessons that you need to master in your valley, you won't be able to stay on your peak long. Your peak will send you back down to your valley. It won't let you stay up there long. So you have to learn your lessons in the valley. Well so thank, said. Thank you. Well said. Well said. Okay. We, um, okay. I was about to say yeah, before we move to Mr. Yeah. Michelle, what would you like to say, Reverend Reginald? Well, uh, I think we all have a, a mutual understanding of uh, the peak and the valley. Uh, again, appreciate all the the questions and the concern and and uh. I hope we are all getting something from this as far as where we at right now, where we're trying to get to and where we're trying to lead from. So uh, the next the next topic I want to bring up, before I bring up this next topic, does anybody have anything else they want to share or say about the peak or the valley? We have Miss Michelle. Miss Michelle's hands up. Okay. Um. Uh, Deanna, what you said made me remember actually what I was going to say before I uh, was responding to a Charmone. Um, but part of what you said is what I was going to say. And I put it in chat. And just speaking for me in my life, going through the valley is actually it's better. It's more that's when you learn more and you build more than when you're in your peak and you're learning. When you're in the valley, you're more humble. You tend to, you love more. I think like Reggie said earlier, you know, you tend to love more and that love is unconditional when you're in your valley. <laughs> you're not actually expecting anything from anyone but when you go up that peak and you're learning it's like you kind of got the big head like I'm already doing this so it doesn't matter but even though you're still learning and that's when you get knocked off and like I said that's yeah. just me personally I can't speak for everybody else but me personally that's yeah how it is for me so i actually love i actually love being in the valley uh it was a a, a player a favorite player of mine his name was alan iverson and the boy had an interview and you know he, he when he when he goes to work he goes to work everybody can agree we, we've seen it with our own eyes those who follow sports he played for the 76ers diana he was a real short dude with braids okay he, he, he brought in do legs and tattoos into the NBA. Okay, I had to give a, my sister a quick lesson on Iverson, but he, he said a statement. He said, practice, practice, go hard and practice. Uh, a lot of people don't like practice. A lot of people just want to play the game. How you gonna, how you gonna perfect your skill if you just play the game all the time without no practice? Me personally, that's why I can agree with what you said about the, the being in the, in the I, 
I just like difficult stuff. I don't, I can't explain it, y'all. I cannot explain it. It just makes me tougher. Whatever don't kill me makes me tougher. And again, yeah, I don't want the big head, so maybe I don't want to go all the way up to the peak. Because if I look down, that means I'm looking down on everybody. This is me, though. This is not everybody, but I want to be down there with, you know, I want to, I want to be down there with the levels. I want to be down there where I can perfect the crowd. I want to, I want to, I told you, all of, I just want to extend that hand out. That's, that's all. Of, come on, let me get you about this mud. Let me, let me, let me clean you up. Man, you're hungry. Want something to eat? Hey, say, look, man, it's a hole right there. Hey, I'm telling you, bro, it's a hole right there, sis. It's a hole right there. You want to know why I know it's a hole right there? I fell in it. And if you keep falling in there, that hole going to get deeper, and I ain't going to be able to get you out, man. Because I know it's somebody down there, man. It's lonely at the top. I was talking to my sister Grace last week. I say, it's lonely at the top, man. It's lonely at the top. Hey, it was a game we used to play back then in the day. Uh, us, us boys, we outside playing. If it was like a little pile of rocks or anything that had something where the top was and we used to play king of the hill and whoever got to the top we trying to god dog on take your head off and get to the top so you know that's 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 like cutthroat you know what i mean i mean but still of course it's going to be two sides of a coin of course it's going to be you know let's get to that let's get to that valley but you know like she mentioned some of us do better in the valley some of us do way better but one cannot go without the other exactly the exactly. peak in the valley is the same thing it's all connected yes. it's all connected one of, one of the things that antonio teaches us is that humility and love should not change between the valley and the peak and and reggie you you were actually speaking on that you you were like you know I don't want to get too high up because I want to help them down there. That's you giving that love. That's you showing that love. Like you said, hey, sis, uh, it's a hole right there. How do I know it's a hole right there? Because I stepped in it. That's you showing that love. And then as you go up the peak, as you go up the peak, still extend that same love. You know, the valley... There, nothing should change between the valley and the peak. The only thing that should change, like someone mentioned earlier, is your mindset. You know, that's the, that's literally the secret to staying on the peak longer is the love that you show. And that was what the old man was, was trying to, to tell the young man. And the further you get into the book, the more you'll, you'll see that. But like, Reg, like Reginald just said, and like Miss Michelle said, it's, it's about, it's love. It's all about love. You, you can't, you you can't get the big head going up the peak because you won't be able to stay up there long. You have to show the love. You have to show the love. And Mr. Phil, I see you unmuted your mic. Yes. Um, maybe that's why we like the beach so much because we don't have to deal with any peaks or valleys. <laughs> but even the beach isn't perfect. I was on a beach one day walking with a friend of mine. He said, Phil, wouldn't it be nice if life was like a walk on the beach? I said, well, let's think about this. What grows on the beach? He said, well, not much. I said, well, what grows in fertilizer? He says, a lot. See, it's the crap in your life that makes you grow. 
<laughs> Thank you, Phil. Thank you, Phil. I don't, did y'all hear what he just said? <laughs> okay, I thought it, I, I just Wise didn't want to be the spoken. <laughs> right? Yes. I, did, I was hoping I was the only one who caught that. Your valley, yeah. uh, your valley is full of crap, but it helps you grow to get to your peak. I <laughs> heard right, Mr. Reginald, you had you wanted to go. You had another question. Yes, so yes. Uh, uh, we should we should all love this exercise. I call it an exercise because you know we can't we can't go to the gym, but we, we can always work it out. You understand what I'm saying? So, first and foremost, the young man. And the wise man, okay. I want I want us to be the young man, and I want us to. What would we say to the wise man when we got up towards that peak and it was dark, and we thought we didn't make it, and we saw him? What would we tell him? Because you know he was getting ready to tell us. Once we, you know, you know, we got there, he told us, he said, hey, man, tell me what you see now. Mm -hmm. Say, bro, it's dark out here, man. I can't see. I can't even see my toes, brother. You understand what I'm saying? I'm, I'm of course, quite frankly, I'm scared. Uh, he said, uh, you know, the, the wise man was laying on his back. You know, you know that he was looking at the, the constellation. And, uh, you know, it's pretty bright up there. They got nice electricity up there. There ain't even no candles or nothing. And he said, say, look. Check out this new scenery. You know, as I've been saying for the last couple of days, change the atmosphere. The the, the wise man told the younger brother, just change the atmosphere. What that, let's, let's break that down into simplest terms. Mathematician, Grace, shout out to you. Let's break that down into simplest form. So I was learning, Grace. I, 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 I learned from the math. Okay, I appreciate it, sis. Now, when we break this down and we reduce that fraction, we looking at the stars and we just changed our whole mindset. It's beautiful up there. Yeah. I bet it is because you opened your eyes up to something new. So what I want us to do is to picture us climbing up from the, from the valley up to the peak, getting ready to meet this wise man. What would we say to them due to where we at right now? Wherever we at. Because, you know, in the beginning I said, hey, let us know if you're in the peak or the valley. So wherever you're at right now, I want you to tell us what you would tell that wise man. All right, and we got a hand, Mr. Original. Yeah, Miss Michelle G, the floor is yours. Okay, y'all, I promise I'm going to stop. But, no, you're good. Um, you're good. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would, the first thing I would tell them would be thank you. Because, there you go, right there. Gratitude. That's what we yes. come out of my mouth. <laughs> Gratitude shows, it, it shows that humbleness. It also, it, it helps you get further or stay on that peak longer as well. Because when you're grateful for what you've been through, then you're grateful for where you are after you've come through it. 
So I, that would be the first thing that I would tell him. And then I would ask him if I didn't, you know, if I hadn't already gotten it, how did you stay up here so long? Hmm. There we go. Do what Dig deep. I do to stay up here longer. So, I mean, I want to know because getting it from somebody who's been through it or been uh and and who has that wisdom and that knowledge man, that that's right there <laughs> that's something that's you can't even pay for mm -hmm. knowledge and that experience knowledge and experience and attitude yeah that was i was just not an attitude but gratitude <laughs> <laughs> an not an attitude, but gratitude. Because when, yeah. when, when he first got up there, he had an attitude. It's like, man, he I missed it. What you talk about, old man? Hey, hey, well, hey, what's going on? What you doing? Like, dude, first first of all, where you came from? Where, where you came from? from? I can't see sure. <laughs> Oh, man. What you doing I, out here, man? You know? Like, out here. It's a dog. <laughs> yeah. He just go walk up on me like that. Like, wait a minute. Yeah. You laying down like you inside a king size. <laughs> but he never thought, you know, but he never thought to say thank you until, like you said, like you said, Reginald and, and Miss Michelle, mm -hmm. until, until the guy said, just look up, like change, change, change your atmosphere, change what you're looking at, change your view. And the moment he changed his atmosphere, the moment he changed his view and he looked up, he was like, man. So instead of, him worrying, yeah. instead of him worried about the fact that he missed getting up there during the daylight, he actually looked to see. Uh, Took the valley out of him. Yeah. Took the valley right out of him. Right out. Right out. You know? So I, I want to hear from who else? Like, who 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 else? Who, who else? Okay, Mr. Armo, I like this question, Reginald. <laughs> <laughs> Me being where I am right now, I would have been a little upset with the older, older man because it didn't look like how I pictured it would look. Okay. I couldn't see anything. So I would have been upset and I probably would have missed the opportunity to be grateful or to receive whatever else there was to receive on the piece because I was in my feelings. All right. Okay, so Ms. Charmone, I want to thank you so much for your transparency and, uh, transparency and honesty because I want to know how many other people have missed <laughs> out on their peaks because it didn't look like how they wanted it to look. And I'll be the first to raise my hand. I will be the first. Would have rolled right back down to that battle. Would have rolled. I wouldn't have walked. I would have rolled right down there. <laughs> Tumbling and all. Full steam ahead. <laughs> it got me messed up. <laughs> oh, all the way. Yeah. But, but you, I hey, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, right. I was just telling that. That was a good one, Charmone. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. I didn't. 
and, and yeah. Corey, I see you unmuted your mic. Go ahead. No, I want to share about that because this week I actually had that because um, it's, it's crazy because I, I actually just know, I, I was finally able to become aware of where I was. And um, I really reached the point where I actually was, I'm starting a new job, making more money on Monday. And it was one of those things that came to mind because I was still thinking like, I'm still not where I want to be. And I'm just like, and then I had to stop and think when I was on these calls and I realized, you know, there, there's 3 million people on unemployment. And I'm still concerned that I'm still not where I want to be. And I'm making $20,000 more than how much I made last year when I lost my job. <laughs> and so to me, I was just like, I can be grateful where, to where I am and really consider this like a peak of mine. Because this is like a peak of where I actually wanted to be. So, um, you know, if I was to really speak to be that person, I'd really want to Number one, of course, give gratitude. And then number two, find out from him what shaped his vision to, to have him see where he is right now. Because mm. this was a guy who, he was one of the wealthiest people, very wise. And most times when you think about those people in the worldly space, it's like there's somebody with a lot of money, but he's somebody who chose to live in a, in a peak in the mountain somewhere. So I would want to know what would be the vision so that way I can kind of shape myself in the vision that I would want to be. Mm. That's a good one. That's a real good one. Thank you, Corey. Thank, and thank you, Ms. Charmon, Corey, Michelle, Kara. Thank all of y'all for your transparency. Thank you so yes. much. Because what Charmon, what Charmon was saying, she would have been like, you know, I would have, I would have been upset, and then I would, I would have missed before if I would have gone up a peak. I would have did the same thing because it didn't look how I expected to look. But I need each and every one of you to understand that that still happens. Like that still happens when you reach a peak. If it doesn't look how you expect it to look until you change your mindset, change yourself from the inside out, it's going to be the same way all the time. I'm speaking from, I'm being transparent because it still happens to me. There are times where I hit a peak and I'm looking at it, I'm like, well, this ain't, this, this, this ain't how I was supposed to look. Like I, I wouldn't, this ain't what I asked for. But in all actuality, it is what I asked for. But because it didn't look how I expected it to look, I completely missed out on my peak. But one of the things that I, I loved most about it was when he woke up the next morning and he was still on his peak, he was able to see it, but then he was also able to see the valley. He was also able to see the cloud that was over the valley. See, he couldn't see it before, but now that he was up on the peak, now that his perspective had been changed and he looked down, now he can see, oh, so my vision has been clouded all this time. And I took that same vision from the valley and I brought it up to the peak. So I want to I thank each and every one of you for your transparency this evening, because what you're doing is you're opening the perception 
and changing the perception of all of us on this call because each of you have has a different perspective per, perception of things like like miss charmont i'm so happy she said what she said because i'm like okay let's do this all right <laughs> you know because we miss it we really do miss our peaks we get upset because it didn't look how we expected it to look. It didn't act how we expected it, expected it to act. It, it didn't sound like we wanted to. It, did, it wasn't the color we wanted. My first car was, I, I called her candy because she was like a, a maroon candy color. But that's not the color I wanted. But my perception there was, but I have a car. And I'm the only 17-year-old out of all my friends who has a car. But then when I got old and I got another car, I was like, I don't want this car. This is not the car I wanted, but it'll do. So be careful. Be careful. This is when we have to be open. This is when we have to allow. Antonio teaches us about the law of allowing. This is when you just allow because when you allow, you, you don't get upset because it doesn't look how you want it to look. You don't get upset because it sound, it doesn't sound how you want it to sound. Because you allow it, you get to see more than you would normally see. This is when you retrain your subconscious. You know, your one, two, and three, as Antonio tells us, <laughs> this, this, these are the things that you have to check for. So, Ms. Charmone, thank you very much for, for your transparency. Thank you. Seriously, because I'm sure it's other people on this call that would have felt the same way. Because I'm one of them. I'm like, dude, like I missed it. Don't, don't, don't come to me talking about look up. No, I don't want to look up. I'm looking around me and it don't look how I want it to look because I missed it. So thank uh, you. You know, you know I'm one of them people. You know I'm one of the people. It didn't come gift wrap like I wanted it. I got up here to see the sunset and I missed that. And you come telling me, look up at the stars? No, I didn't come for the stars. I came for the sunset. Yeah, I've been rolling, stumbling down like my brother Reggie. Like, for real. We all been rolling next to each other. Like, oh, man, wait, hold up. Oh, my arm's stuck. Like, yeah, no. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Now, 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 with that same momentum, we didn't roll... One person was thankful. Shout out to the, the, yes. the gratitude. Yes. And we got to shout out to the gratitude. Shout out to the one who recognized. Say, let me appreciate what I do got. Because how many million? A lot of million are suffering right now. So that's a good awareness, by yes. the way, is what I wanted to say. That was Mr. Corey. We meditating again, y'all. You know I love to meditate. I ain't never meditated in my life to this class. We, we, we meditate, right? We rolling down this hill, so that we we that mean we are whatever we are. We rolling down. That mean we we came back. Now in the book, after he didn't visited the wise man, he went down and uh you know I guess everything on the job was going just peachy. Then what? Then the lessons of the wise man kicked in. Right, right. Everybody can agree. Let me see your palm if we agree. All right, all right, believe that class participation. All right, so lovely. Makes me think I'm teaching again. Okay, uh, so the lessons kick in and stuff is not going our way again. It's not going our way again. 
Parents mad at you. What you? I, I, I did everything you told me to do. Parents, I'm successful. Look at me. You know, you you go to work and your coworkers don't even want to deal with you. You the coworkers had a meeting without you. They outside meeting in the back. You normally meet in the room. They outside in the back. You walk by. You looking at them. They looking at you. Nothing being said. Now you inside your head. Now you thinking. And the next thing you know, that, that voice hits you, that old man voice, that wise man hits you. And you say, I told you you was going to find yourself in this position. Well, 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 what I did, what happened? I told you, you know what you need to do? You need to lay down on your back and take a look at them stars again. Because I told you you was going to come to this place again. What do we do when all things that we worked hard for, and I'm a living testimony. All the things all of us are. Everything we worked hard for. I went to college and I went through a couple of, you know, different schools because of basketball. You know, they gave me my scholarship. I just know the last school that I went to, I just told my sister this. The last school I went to, they took 21 of my credits. But the coach, paid for my extra year of school. Then the beginning of the school year, they tell you how much money you're going to receive for both semesters. They told me my amount that I was going to make both semesters. I got it the first semester. Second semester came, I got it the second semester. Then at three weeks later, maybe two weeks later, they mailed me a letter saying that they, I was, they overpaid me. And that I can graduate, but I can't get my degree. But I can graduate. Do you know what I felt? I felt just like the person that was tumbling down from that, that high point. Because I did everything that my parents and everybody that, that, that was rooting for me, shouting for me in the corner, I did exactly what they did. I finished. But they took that from me. So the question is, what do you do? How do you bounce back from it? You know, the book tells us all kinds of, you know, especially in the first three chapters of, of, hey, you know, when the higher you go, the more you can look down and see where you came from. But when you're at the, at the valley, you can't even see the cloud that you're in. So that question is, what do you do when you when you've fallen from the first grade? You've fallen from that success. You've fallen from all that hard work. What would you do next? Matter of fact, you wouldn't even have to do an action first because you would have to do a thought. That would be a mental check. You would have to get your mind right. How would you get your mind right in the valley and you're in a cloud? Anybody have any suggestions? <laughs> I don't, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to laugh, but if you would have seen me yeah. show up <laughs> yeah. in great response, <laughs> they won't be like, man, I ain't touching that one. <laughs> yeah. Miss Michelle, I'll take that one, that one too. Um, for me, because I've been through the things that I've been through and Trust me, them valleys have not been easy at all. 
at one point in my life, I would have been angry or I did get angry. I got upset. I got depressed at different stages and going through different valleys. But now I know who holds my fate. And I, I guess I've always known that, but I trust him more. So I know that God has me and God's going to work everything out for my good. I know that he is not going to do anything that's not, that's going to hurt me. And I know, you know, that if it's something that I want or something that I, I was asking for and I didn't get it the way I thought I would get it, that it may be because it's something he's protecting me from. It's something that I don't need in my life at this point in time or ever maybe. And he's protecting me from that. So now I know to go directly to him. I know to, to pray, to study my word even more, to humble myself, I, to do a self-check on things and make sure that I'm right with him before anything. That's, again, just me. Again. <laughs> Because, I mean, with, with, by me even speaking through that, I just, I thought about, I, I, I thought about how did I, you know, how did I continue? Because not, not only that, not only that, man, I, uh, I took the, you know, the, the, the credentials of graduating from a college, four-year university, and, and took that to go get me a job. And them people told me I was unqualified. I didn't catch on. I, I listened. I just said that I got a college degree. And they told me I was overqualified. I didn't catch on to what he was saying. I didn't know. At the time, I didn't know what that means. So I went to go try it again. And they told me the same thing again. So then I had to ask, what does overqualified mean? Like, I mean, I knew what it meant, but I'm just telling you. All I was thinking about, you mean to tell me, how many years is that? 16 years. 16 years going through it. And, and and all that hard work, homework, exams, and you telling me I'm overqualified? The the the, the positive the, the 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 positive mindset that you got to have to make sure that you don't blow up and lose it. Seriously. I mean I'm talking about losing and just give up. So again, you know, reading this book, because I'm pretty sure I hit that again, uh, throughout life again, uh I really can relate to laying down and looking at the stars because those were dark times. And in those dark times, if you just take time out to sit down and get in tune with yourself and look how bright it is when you look up, instead of keeping your head down, you'll find out it's brighter after all. It's clearer after all. And that's what I get out of being in that book and understand it. So I <clears throat> thank you, Miss Michelle. Thank you, Reginald Corey. I see that you unmuted your mic. 
Um, before you go, Corey Charmon asked a question directly to you, Reverend Reginald. She wanted to know, how did you get through it? Uh, first thing that I did was I had to calm down. I really had to calm down. I had to get myself together and calm down. And I had to listen. I don't know what I was listening for. Because advice from somebody, I wasn't trying to hear that. Wasn't trying to hear advice from nobody because there wasn't a voice that I was looking for. I was looking for a voice that I was familiar hearing when I was making it, when I was going through, because it was a voice that I followed. Like those back in the day who followed that cloud, it was a voice that I followed. And that voice that I followed, I was waiting on it, but I wasn't hearing it. I was hearing a lot of other people in my in my ear, but it wasn't that voice. Be careful of the stuff that you hear. Because everybody ain't wise like that man that was on that 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 peak. Everybody don't have the wisdom like that young everybody can't live in their peak like that wise man in that book did. So what I did was I sat back, I had conversations, and then I said, you know what? That's when I had to surrender. I had to, I had to surrender. Surrendering is a big part of getting out of the getting out the the, the valley. Surrendering. Period. You surrender, you can go to the top. And that's what I had to do. I had to surrender. When I surrendered, that's when I heard his voice. As soon as I surrendered, I heard his voice. And I went to this place. True story. I went to a facility. It was a facility for psychiatric kids. And I promise you, as soon as I got out the car, that man said, you hired. I didn't even fill out no application, y'all. I didn't even get an interview. I mean, literally, I got out the car and that man said, you hired. And in two months, I became a supervisor. Not only did I become a supervisor, I was my dad's supervisor because I hired him. <laughs> and all I had to do was surrender, though. Like, you know how hard it is to surrender? After you done did everything that you did, and you did everything that everybody wanted you to do. You did everything that everybody expected you to do. All the pressure was on you. All the light was on you. Every arrow was pointed at you. Every weapon was formed against you. Everything that was against you was against you. And you made it through all that. And you got there. And they told you, get out. Hmm. You have no choice but to surrender. And after I surrendered, I'm telling you, my ears opened up. And my eyes opened up. And that's when I seen stars. I hope the same thing is happening to everybody that's on this call. When you get to that point in life, you take time out and you surrender first. And I mean you surrender. I mean nasty surrender. I'm talking about I'm talking about surrender like a criminal that been running on cops and they caught him surrender. Then you just put your hands up. You're under arrest. I surrender. When, when, when they say you're under arrest, you, all you're saying is, I surrender. All you're doing is saying, I surrender. So after you put your hands up, they, they, they take you where you got to go. And now, now you're in your head. Man, I should have did this. I should have done that. I should have did this. I should have done that. That's when you listen to that wise man that was in that valley. 
go ahead. I see some uh, people still got a question or they have something to say. <laughs> yeah, Get that Corey, out. Corey has something that he wanted to say. Miss Charmone said, thank you. Corey has something he wanted to say. And then after Corey speaks, James had a question for you. Um, I was going to say pretty much very close, very similar to what um, Reginald just said around letting go of my own ego. I think, um, you know, there's a phrase in the book that says like, you're, when you're at your peak, confidence shows, ego shows up and disguises itself as confidence. And I had that a lot. And every time that I always reach a point where like when I'm going up the hill, I'm kind of like a lot more open, but then once I reach a point of, there's a point where I do hit the peak and then all of a sudden I stop doing all the things that got me there. And then that's when I slowly start falling down. So that's what I see is like, you know, there's this openness, like, you know, this humbleness that I get once I get into the valley. But then once I'm starting to go up, you know, that humbleness slowly starts going away and then the ego comes back and then I'm like, oh, I'm confident again. So that's something that I always have to check, especially when I'm getting back up on that peak is like always checking my ego, checking that. Is, is, is it really confidence or is it ego disguised as confidence? And that's something I always got to deal with. And similar to what Reginald was saying, being able to let go of all of that and really see what's possible and see what's possible at your peak. So that's what I really saw from that. Just because it, it, it'll take hold to it'll take hold of you. If you don't release it, it'll take hold of you. You've you seen that, uh, what's they, what, what they call a black Spider-Man? Or that when he put that stuff on, he couldn't take it off? Venom. Yeah, Venom. it just took over, yeah, it took, it took over his body. He couldn't even mm -hmm. take off the, he couldn't even take off the uniform because it just took over his body. And that's what happens when we don't surrender. And it's, it's something else he said, too. He said, not only that, not only did ego come in, but he said once he got to his peak, he stopped doing the things that got him to the peak. That's what practice. Man, practice? we do that on a consistent practice. basis. <laughs> we get to that peak and we coast. <laughs> oh, we're an all-star. Oh, we're an all-star. You can't tell us. We're a 10-time all-star. Man, and then yeah. be like, why did I fall? You stopped doing what you was doing to get up there. Yeah. Wow. So thank you, Corey. Thank you very much. I y'all, I'm loving the transparency. Thank y'all so much. Cause like I said, this is this is a an open forum of education. Don't think just because I, I'm gonna speak for myself and I and Big Brother gonna speak for himself, but don't think just because I'm a me I am mediating this. Cause I'm, it's an open forum of education. I'm learning from y'all, just like y'all learning from me. Cause trust and believe something. What Corey just said just knocked me smooth across my head. <sighs> See, Grace, I need you to unmute your mic. Don't leave me out here by myself. <laughs> Cause you ain't hear me, mouth, Okay, I did. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm leaving your mic. Man, why is, Corey, why is Corey in my life? All right, I'm done. A fly on the wall, right? <laughs> and then, so, so thanks. So, thank you, Corey. Thank you very much for, you know, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but thank each and every one of you for your transparency because we wouldn't have, we wouldn't be having this conversation if it wasn't for the transparency. Now, Reverend Reginald, got it. James, <laughs> <I told you. laughs> by the end of it, you will get it. 
You did. You did. James asks, um, and, and I know I know you you said it, but James asks, what does surrendering mean? And then he said, look like. What it looked like? Yeah. I'll tell you exactly what it looked like. <laughs> you ever you ever got a whooping? James? You ever you ever been disciplined? And you had to take it. You ever had to take an L and just take the hell, is what I'm saying. I'm talking about literally took the hell. That's what surrender looks like. Because me in my life, I grew up with firm discipline, with the rod, AKA leather belt. And when the rod was stricken upon my skin, I could not do nothing in return. I could not fight back. I was not strong. It's, it's, yes, I like to be me, but it's a message in it. I could not fight back. I was not strong enough. Did you catch that? What did I have to I had to get smarter and stronger because I knew another mistake was going to come and I'm going to have to learn to bear the pain. You catching this, James? You should be writing this down. You bear that pain. After you bear that pain, that pain, when you get to that point again, two things going to flash in your mind. That pain and you not being strong enough. Mm. And I guarantee those two things alone will help you make the right decision. I hope that I hope that uh, was like aura gel and, and numbed some of the stuff that you was asking. James, the floor is yours. If you want to respond. James, you there? I see you unmuted, but we can't hear you. All right. Well, thank you. Mic check. Can you hear there, me? We oh, there, there we go. go. There, there we go. go. There it is. There we go. Yeah, I thought you was whooping right yourself now. over there. I thought you was whooping yourself. No, okay, this is what I was going to say. This is what I said. But help me help myself here. <clears throat> okay. So with my ego, I, I check my ego by exposing it. And when I do that, I, all I can say is the last time I got a whooping, I caught the belt. And then that was like, <laughs> that's the last piece of discipline Ew. I remember. Oh, after you caught the belt. You yes. caught the belt. You, you are swift. Yeah. No one catches the bell. And from that day forward, it's been lectures. But I feel like the lectures isn't what I need. I guess it's like not coming from the right person. Um, I guess I still don't understand, too, is the, the true definition of surrender. Because, like, it's hard. I don't know if I have ever taken an L. You asked me if I had to take an L and just take it. Like, I'm so used to being the champion. Like, okay. I, I see where you're going. I'm being transparent. I see where you're going. Yeah, so like, okay, well, you know, help me out. Help I want, me let out. me, yeah, let, let me paint a picture again. I'm a, I know you've seen cops. You, you, everybody's seen a clip of cops. I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is, I'm sorry, I got to use cops. But again, the, the perpetrator got away. 
at the moment, and he got caught by the officer. The officer tells him to freeze, put your hands up. And at that point in time, there's nothing you can do. What can you do but surrender? What can you do but surrender? You can run, you get shot. You get tased or whatever. But what I'm saying is, I'm telling you to picture the whole, when the perpetrator puts his hands behind his back and they put the handcuffs on him and he goes in the car, they're surrendering, James. They're surrendering. You didn't have to. Yeah, go ahead. You know, have you ever heard the, the phrase, stay down till you come up, James? I have not. Okay. Well, I've always been taught to get back up no matter what. Some, yeah, you get back up with dignity, you get back up with pride, and you serve a higher God, the most high. But, you know, using the firm cops is cool too, but, you know, cops is crooked as well. Slavery was, 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 was police telling you what to do from their opinion, not from your righteousness. So you don't go by what the police say. You abide within the law. But when you stay down to come up, when he means surrender, he means that sometimes you have to have gratitude for your presence, learn from your past as you prepare for your future. From my experience, I've been without to the point where you had no choice but to stay down, stay smart and come up, but you can't lose your pride and dignity within that. So while you're surrendering this and, and, and learning from your experience you're not giving up on what's right so if you know something's wrong just because he got on a blue suit and a badge from his nine to five hours that doesn't mean he's right that just means he got on he got on the blue suit and badge from nine to five from six o'clock his ass is you know he's running he's running with the rest of the sheep <laughs> six o'clock when he get off so just because he just because they they telling you that it's right because they got a suit on that don't mean that it's right that you have to go with what you what you feel is righteous and right and sometimes you have to just be humble and quiet until you have the ability to say something. So when he's saying surrender, sometimes you got to surrender to your circumstances and accept where you are with gratitude and move forward from that. And that, when you're forced to do that, when there's no other option, like when you ain't got no choice but to grind and get back up, or you you either you grind or you starve, or you find a way, or you hey, your ass down the street. If you've never been through those type of circumstances. You'll understand the 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 point of surrender and until you can get back up. Because if you have no other choice, if some people can go, and there's nothing wrong with that. But if you can always go back home to shelter and to support, which is cool. This is what the goal is for everybody. I, I assume everybody in entrepreneurship. But when you don't have that choice, you're forced to find other options, and usually those other options are surrender, learn, and move forward. But do that with righteousness honor and respect um so you know when you surrender you're not surrendering just because somebody said so you're surrendering because you feel it's the right thing to do you get me yes sir that was actually a, a real clear image it only leaves me with one thing that i need to take care of and it's like a mental thing and help me where i'm wrong because it's like it has a lot to do with the righteousness side of things so you said something earlier where if the cop, I'm just using this scenario because I know how I function and think. If I was in not in the wrong and a cop tried to stop me or if they, it's like, oh man, it's like when at all costs is what I'm trying to correct inside of me. Um, 
He said, the cops say freeze, you have to stop. If you run, you get shot. Someone like me would still run out of the fear that they would shoot anyway. Like, I, I just seen a lot of, of nice, not nice, but a lot of innocent people go down. So it's like my my defense and my flight mode is also my fight mode, which is sometimes my fight is a flight to save the life, to save my life. I'll give you a tactic that I've learned from training, um, training tactics and training different things. When you're dealing with situations like that, if you, God forbid you ever put in a situation, the most the police is more scared of you than you're scared of them. And as far as shooting, they only shoot them 38%. 99.9 percent .9 of them have a badge ego so and there's a lot of racism there's a lot of paid people that's doing things because you know they're paid to do so there's a lot of internal uh motives into why people do things but if you're in a situation like that they cannot tell you to if you run you get shot they can shoot of course you've seen them do it and get away with it but in those type of situations, you want a person to feel at ease. So as long as your hands are visible and you're not verbally abusive, but you're verbally strong, you will be fine um, in, in those type of surrender tactics. Most likely the cops, are, like I said, the cops are shooting for 30%. A lot of them can't defend themselves. A lot of them, uh, you know, they just far out of whack. They got a badge, a gun, and a 9 millimeter and a 38 at that. So they don't have anything of high caliber. That's going to really, if you know what you're doing, have any force. But their thing is intimidation. Um, as life, sometimes life intimidates you. So if you have a, a situation like that, obviously, you know, give them the utmost respect and, and obedience. But your adrenaline is going to go and, you, you know, you're going to want to run. Just, stay, just look a person in the eye and show them your hands. That's all I can say as far as that. I don't know how we drifted to that from... <laughs> the goal of the of the story is on how we got into police brutality and stuff like that, but yeah, I was just using it as a, I was just using the whole surrender thing as an example. I, I, yeah, guess, I was just trying to get him to look at the at the picture of okay, I'm talking about the person that did it that actually done the crime. The other stuff, you, yeah. You, you, but you, 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 know, you know how you do you know how you deal with it with, with, with the police because the police is everyday working man too and the W two employee at that. You tell them, listen, they about to cut your overtime. <laughs> cut your pension. Your, your pension is done. They're going to go right back in their car and go right back home. Those, <laughs> people that, those are people that exchange time for money. Yeah. I can tie it all you, back you, together you, you, like you, this. You take away their time, they take away their money, their overtime, they're going to go right back in their house. I, yeah. I tie it all <laughs> together to get back in the topic like this. I need to surrender in the aspect of respect. For go. authority. Because I tend, my entrepreneurship is no one can tell me nothing. I'm not going to work for anybody because I can do it on my own. So I like, it all comes back to I need to surrender to authority. And I believe in telling you, I can tell you guys a lot about that, about me <laughs> with being in the ATS. I'm laughing because it's true, but it's like that, that's where I see my, my flaw in my thinking. So it's like that in itself is why I'm probably in my valley. And when I master that piece, I can move on to a peak. All right. I, I so see, see Miss Michelle. I'm sorry, James. Go ahead. 
I'm, I'm done. I was just tying it up right there. Like, the respect part on uh, respecting authority to get out of the valley that I'm in because of the lack of respect. Gotcha. So, James? Reginald, thank you so much, so very much for answering that question. Thank you. James, thank you for your transparency. Miss Michelle has been over here burning. <laughs> and then Miss Michelle, after Miss Michelle, Corey. But thank you. Okay. And thank you, Justin. Thank you as well. Thank you very much. Okay. I think, um, James, you're, I know you're a spiritual person and you consider you, you are a Christian. So, just to bring this completely home for you, I'm gonna put it in this perspective. When you first, so when you first gave your life to Christ, you had to surrender to Him. You had to to surrender everything to go about what He wanted you to do to go about His ways. That's exactly what they're saying, what Reggie's saying right now. Mm -hmm. Just that simple. It's just basically that simply put, just like you surrendered your life to Christ, that's all it is. Way to bring me back to the first love. Like I do remember the moment I surrendered to Christ. So when it's okay. when you say it like that, it makes sense. All right. So thank you. Thank you, Miss Michelle G for bringing it all the way back to the beginning for James. Enlightenment. James. <laughs> thank you very much, James. Right. Thank you, Mr. Reginald, Reverend Reginald Paul. So Corey, Reverend. Corey has some, Corey unmuted his mic. Corey, the floor is yours. And then after that, we're going to get some, some final words for the evening. Mr. Corey Peters, the floor is yours. I was going to say something very similar to what Michelle G was saying, but I was more going to speak about Jesus. And it had me think about how this is a person who died on the cross and he had all the power and he had the power to change everything, even in front of Pontius He basically did a lot, but he surrendered to the moment for a bigger cause. So what you may need to look at is what are you really fighting for and what cause are you mm -hmm. looking for? And what would you have to let go of to really be able to get to that cause? And that's what really surrendering is. And probably you, haven't, you may have an issue with surrendering because there's something you're holding on to that if you were to let go of, mm. it would give you something. It would give you that freedom and give you exactly what you're looking for. You nailed it, Corey. You, you nailed it. All right. All right, so we, we have one more quick question, Mr. Reverend, Reverend Reginald. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be doing it all night. I am. You're going to get off the thing and be doing it all night. <laughs> Can I also ask something? Yes, sir. Yes. Go ahead. In business, I've come across experiences where people want you to, to surrender your dignity, pride, uh, religion, race, area, uh, background, and a form of submittance to say that if you, if you surrender these things, we will give to you these worldly goods that you can get on your own. Um, as Antonio always says, group, group economics, 
is if you just apply your knowledge and your network. So for every one door that asks you to jump through circus hula hoops, there's 10, 11, 12, 20 other doors that are right there for the taking that you can be yourself with dignity, with pride, with whatever you choose to do in righteousness um, and have abundance of wealth, abundance of happiness, abundance of whatever it is that you want. So when you surrender to anything, whatever it is you choose to do so, don't do so out of the exchange of I'm doing this so I can get a car. I'm doing this so I can get a mansion. I'm doing this so I can get fame because all of these things lie upon you because if you get it like that, you become a puppet and it can easily, excuse me, you can become what they call you uh, a yo-yo and it can easily, mm. they can roll it out to you and they can roll it right back. And every time you choose to buck or, or, or go your own way, they start pulling the string back. So when you surrender to anything, whatever it is, you surrender for a righteous cause and know that you can knock down any of them doors and get any of those goals on your own with your dignity because your name, your history, your respect, and what you stand for goes longer than any material thing that they can ever give you in the form of surrendering yourself, your, your respect, your dignity for, for, for whatever it is. Whatever temporarily um, defeat that you may feel, there's always light at the end of the tunnel. But when you go through it as a man's man, however you choose to walk your life, however, whatever you know, lifestyle you choose, you would actually you're gonna come out the winner every walk, every step of the way. So when you surrender, just remember that. You surrender with pride, dignity, and surrender for what you want to do, not what society or or, or the ec the economy or even the law is forcing you to do. Thank you. Thank you so much, Justin. Thank you very much. And then we had Miss um, Michelle G, you had a question. Yes, ma'am. Uh, and actually, my question is pertaining to the paper. Um, so when will we find out, you know, what we're actually supposed to do the paper and as far as the paper goes? The paper is just you just the paper is just a report of what you learned from the book. And you're just going to e email, you can email them, you can, you can email it directly to me, you can do it in a PDF and send it to me. So for those of you, if you have not received the, the syllabus for the class or the, the book list and the schedule, please email me so that I can send that over to you and then you will know what Ms. Michelle G is asking about. Um, you can also do a one to three minute video as well if that would be easier for you. Just turn on your camera, do this, say, so this is what I learned from Peaks and Valleys and just go for it and send it over to us. So if you have not received the book list and the, the schedule for the book, e email me so we can get that out to you. And, but what Miss Michelle is referring to is at the end of each book, <clears throat> uh, you will send over a, a PDF, an email, or a one to three minute video about what you learned from the book and how it helped change your perspective or your mindset or how you can apply it to your life and then just send it over to us. It will, it, it will not be graded. Uh, you will send it over to me and then I will, um, 
if if I remember correctly, he may he may tell me no later. I'll send those over to Mr. Antonio T. Smith Jr. so that he can view them and also share them with Reginald. And uh, and then we and we move on to the next book. So you can either send it via email, you can type it up and send it that way, or you can do a one to three minute video and send it over to us. And again, it's just your your review of the book, what you learned from it, what you got out of it, and how you can apply it to your life. So if there are, you're very welcome. So if there are no more questions, uh, Mr. Reginald, Mr. Reginald, Reverend, Reverend, dang it. Reverend Reginald Paul, if you have any final words for us this evening. I just want to do a, uh, what they call it, an overcap, uh, overview or whatever, you know, the post, the post game uh, about what we talked about today. Uh, yes, we were talking about, uh, first of all, uh, where are we at? Are we at, the, are we at the valley? Are we at the peak? Uh, do we like being at the valley or the peak? Uh, what can we learn from being from both? How do we respond and get to respective place? Uh, how do we get out the valley? What can we do to stay at the peak? What are we looking at when we get to the peak? What we didn't see when we was in the valley. Uh, that was just, you know, particularly chapter one, chapter two, basically was question two was when we got there in the dark, after we did all that hard work, uh, what was we expecting from the wise man? Uh, how do we respond to wisdom? Mm. Something I want us to think about tonight. How do we respond to wisdom? We know it's true wisdom. How do we respond to it? We know when it's true wisdom. I'm not talking about fake wisdom. I'm not talking about fake wisdom. I'm talking about true wisdom. Because we asked for it, didn't we? Some of us, we ask for it every day. Give me wisdom. And wisdom just sits right there at this valley, waiting on us, waiting on us. And we got to have gratitude. Somebody mentioned that earlier. When we get there, have gratitude. There's two, there's two, it's, it's, it's like you're creating a recipe. You got to have ingredients. But in order for this recipe to work, you got to have gratitude. You got to have wisdom. To me, that equals, you know, when you put that in the oven and you heat that up, that means progress. That means a fine product. I mean, it came out and it was delicioso. It's something that, that we all striving for is to be, after we put in that oven, because you know that oven going to trim off some stuff. It's going to make us ride. I mean, whatever oven, whatever heat does to us. If you want to be a ceramic, the same thing, you know. We got to get some stuff off of us that we picked up in that valley, like that valley juice I spoke of. Some of us got to get that valley juice off of us. We don't want to go uh, to the next level smelling like valley juice. We don't, you know, we don't have to let everybody know where we came from. Not everybody needs to know where we came from. Not everybody needs to know where you came from. Only the people that is assigned to you that need to know where you came from. And you'll know. That's because you receive wisdom. I get a lot from this because I didn't have this when I was growing up. I didn't have a platform to where I can speak and get things off my chest. Took everything and I ran with it and I learned the hard way. That's the only way that I could learn. I don't have to live like that no more. I can come to a group like this. I can come to a leadership class like this. 
I can receive something and I can also let out some toxins. Because maybe some of the subjects, maybe some of the topics, maybe some of the questions happened to me early in the week and I need somebody to talk to. Especially when we got to stay inside, you need somebody to talk to. You need somebody to listen to. You need somebody to just say, it's okay. You don't want no dry okay. You want an unconditional okay from somebody else that you've never seen before. Hello. That's going through the same thing you're going through in a whole nother place. That's how I know the high power I serve got a sense of humor. Because whatever I went through them last couple of hours, and I come together and I confess what I've been going through, and somebody else comes and say, hey, I'm going through the same thing, brother. And then we can share that. That's me laying on my back looking at the stars. And I'll end it with that. Because when I leave from here, I'm going to go outside and I'm going to go look at them stars. Sis, you can take over. Well, Reverend Reginald, I'm not coming behind that one, sir. No, sir. I'm not doing that. <laughs> so what I would like to say is just thank each and every one of you for your transparency. Thank you so much for being with us this evening. Thank you so much for spending two hours with us for the second week in a row. And we, we thank you for that because... We don't do it for us. You know, we, we do it for us, but we don't do it for us. Like I said earlier, it's an open learning forum. Just because we are facilitators does not mean that we do not learn from you. Just like Reginald just said, you know, it's a platform where if there's something that we just went through, it's like, well, hey, you know, who else? So this is a platform of, as Antonio created this, years ago Antonio and Tempest created this years ago no one suffers alone so for those of you who did not have anything to say this evening please understand that it's open this is a place of no judgment this is a place of complete transparency without anyone like oh girl did you no we don't do that here the point of the leadership what I took out of the leadership class the first three times I went through it was you literally have to tear off your skin in order to grow because your business is only going to grow as far as you grow. So as a leader, recognize your own peaks and valleys. And as you, as you go through the books, you'll see that when Antonio and Tempest designed this, they designed it to walk you to a certain place. Each book, this is peaks and valleys. Each book gets a little bit thicker because each book walks you to a different place. So please, because there is going to be a point where you are going to read something in this book and it is going to burn within you. Share it with us. Don't hold on to it. Because if it's burning in you, it's burning in somebody else. So for those of you who shared with us this evening, who were transparent with us this evening, we are grateful for you. Thank you very much. For those of you who did not share but joined us, we are grateful for you. And we're grateful for those that will be joining us in the future. 
So to each and every one of you, I say thank you. I say good night. And as Antonio T. Smith Jr. always says, you can plant better. You can dominate. So thank each and every one of you. We look forward to seeing you on next week. Good night, everybody. Rest well. You should really be famous for every tear you've ever cried, for everything that's ever happened to you, for all the abuse you've ever been through, for the divorce you've ever been through. You should absolutely be famous for that. Yeah, that's how I think. As a matter of fact, that's how most of us great motivational speakers or platform speakers we are. I speak over 400 times a year. I command over $40,000 a keynote. $40,000 a keynote. I can make $30,000 in 30 minutes. All because my story was one of tragedy. And I've learned how to take it to one of great wealth. I want to teach you that. I want to give to you free, no risk, no charge, no credit card needed. Free 20 hours of how to get famous for telling your story. Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can plan better. You can dominate. I'm not sure if you already know this, but you're already absolutely perfect. You're already absolutely great. And you're already living in massive abundance. The most important things that you have is not what you have. It's not what you do. It's what you know. Because the people who do know what you need to know to leave the middle class, they're in the top 1% and they control 96% of the world's income. 97% of this world is trading time for money and that is not the way to become rich, it's not the way to become wealthy, and it is absolutely not the way to leave the middle class. There are 7.8 billion people in the world right now and they all wanna learn how to make money and how to leave the middle class. But the way to become a master at anything is to learn all the rules and then bend them to your favor. Right now in this world, there are 2,057 billionaires. Right now. So if you think becoming a billionaire is, a, is impossible, that's 2,057 people that have already proved that impossibility incorrect. And if you think that's crazy, there are 46.8 million millionaires in the world, worldwide right now. Now think about that. 46.8 million millionaires, and that number grows 1,730 millionaires every single day. Money is everywhere. You don't need to max out your credit cards. You don't need to borrow from granddad and grandma. Just look behind me. Look at all the wealth sitting behind me in this junkyard. It's insane how much money is everywhere, and you don't need to go out there and beg, bar, and steal to get it. You just need to know the rules of making money and how to leave the middle class. Essentially, all you need to know is the algorithm of making money, the rules of making money. All you need to know is what to do and how to do it, and you can leave the middle class. Any industry, yoga, golf, underwater basket weaving, clipping fingernails, it doesn't matter. All you have to do is know how to do it, how to get it done, and then find somebody to teach you how to do it, how to get it done, and you will be able to leave the middle class. If you're not getting my point, it's real simple. Whatever you have up here, as long as you understand the rules of leaving the middle class, as long as you understand how to get money, you can take what's up here and get wealthy for what you already have. Right now, the very thing you know up here is already being searched a thousand times a second on Google. Someone right now, actually 1,730 people right now, are gonna become a millionaire from the stuff that you have in your head. Why can't this be you? 
I mean, it's 1,730 people with your ideas that are no better than you, that are gonna leave the middle class, become a millionaire. Why are you not next? So how do we do this? How do we take what you know and apply it to objective money-making secrets and then allow you to leave the middle class? How do we take you from where you are and let you escape to where you wanna go? So how do we make all this money or take all this knowledge from the Warren Buffers, from Elon Musk, how do we take everything that everyone before you has done and how do we take all of that and then put it in your head so you can leave a legacy for your family. My name is Antonio T. Smith Jr. 32 years ago, I lived in a trash can. That's right, from six to 14, I had no running water, no electricity, no anything, and somehow I'm in the top 1% today. Not because I had the right background, not because I had a silver spoon in my mouth, simply because being homeless made me learn how to make money. I retired when I was 29 years old. I'm more than likely younger than you. I'm one of the top 1% income earners in one of the richest countries in the world. What I learned how to do when I was six years old was learn how to generate enough money to eat some cookies so I wouldn't die to death from starvation. From there, I learned how to go from cookies to a meal from a meal to clothes, to clothes, to shelter, to everything else that supplied my necessary needs. When I was six, I was forced to learn how to make money. And now that's what I'm gonna do and help you do. I've seen amazing results. I have my own economy. I've homeschooled my own children. And I wrote a book that teaches you every single thing that I know about making money, every single thing that other people know about making money, and most importantly, all the stuff that we don't tell you. Because the truth is, and you know it like I know it, the most honest, the most hardworking, unselfish people on planet Earth live in the middle class. Yet, your honesty, your unselfishness, your devout religion going self is not enough to get to the top 1% and that's not fair. The second half of my life has been not about how much money I make, but how I will be remembered from all the money that I have made. And I've been trying to teach everybody how to get out the middle class. I'm the crazy guy famous on the internet for trying to create 100,000 millionaires. I've created eight so far. I got a ninth one on the way, all the way from India. That's pretty cool. And what I want to tell you is something very simple. It's been hard. It's been absolutely hard to help people leave the middle class, not because of the people, because the system would rather keep you being someone else's money instead of you having your own economy and having the money come find and flow to you. It was frustrating because I knew that anybody can make money. And if you knew what I knew, you would change your life. Over the last few years, I built a large following of over half a million people every month that pay me to actually, for me, to give them advice. Well, that's been exciting for me. And the cool thing is, I've created thousands of six-figure earners. I've created millionaires. I've created people who can live their dreams and hold on to their legacies. And now my eyes are on you to create you to what you need to be great. I have been teaching my principles and these principles to hundreds of thousands of people around the world, every country, all continents, and anyone who has taken them seriously, written them down and applied them, have a 100% success rate of leaving the middle class. I've taught these secrets to my following and my inner network, and I've watched them go from four figures to five figures, five figures to six figures, seven figures all the way to eight. Everything that I've ever learned, 
everything I've ever learned from millionaire mentors, billionaire mentors, and everything I learned from being homeless, and everything that got me into the top 1%, I have placed inside of a book. To date, it is the longest book that I've ever written, the most best book that I've ever written, and that book is called The Richest Man and the Trash Can, and I'm offering it to you today for free. This book is gonna show you how to become wealthy into the top 1% and leave the middle class. This book is gonna give you a step-by-step -step plan if you're 30 years old, all the way to 70 years old, how to get into the top 1%. If you're a teenager, how to get to the top 1%. If you're a millennial, how to get to the top 1%. It's gonna teach you how to make six figures immediately, teach you how to get to a million dollars immediately, and all that good stuff. Plus, I'm gonna give you the 36 objective laws of leaving the middle class. Plus, I'm gonna give you every last one of my secrets that have made me rich. You have to understand that leaving the middle class is the most important fight that you're gonna have in your life. And to be honest with you, it, you can kind of relate to this. It almost takes $450,000 a year just to be broke in America. And that's just in America. If you don't leave the middle class, which is actually an illusion, then you are gonna have a really hard time. Think about it for a second. Some of, most of you are gonna be watching this are gonna be baby boomers, and you've been sold a bad check. They lied to you. Your retirement was not enough for you to live comfortable, and I'm gonna give you this book for free so you can figure out how to triple your retirement and then quadruple your retirement, and then as Grant Cardone would say, 10X your retirement so you can live the life that's worthy of you. I want you to remember that leaving the middle class is the most important battle that you could ever face in your entire life, especially for your family. So consider this video, this book, your friendly tap on the shoulder. I wanna send you a free copy of this book because I believe that abundance is your birthright. I believe that abundance is freedom. And I believe that this book is right for you. In fact, I believe in that so much that I will send you the book for free. All you have to do is cover the cost of shipping. I'll eat the cost, I'll take the loss, and all you have to do is get the book and dominate your reality right now and apply the principles so you can be the best person for your life that is yours. Fill out the form sitting right there to the right. Go ahead, dominate your reality. I can't wait to send you my book. I can't wait to meet you. I can't wait to have you as someone that's been on the journey with me. Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can plant better. You can dominate. When the pandemic began, I had the biggest problem in the world, not making money. The pandemic was actually quite a blessing for me as it almost made me a billionaire. I came really close. So the pandemic was a blessing. It was hiring people. And get this, everybody. I had 48 job positions open during the pandemic. $22 an hour with paid training. And I could not find a single person for two years to fit any of those 48 job positions. Hear me well. 48 job positions. $22 an hour. Paid training. And I couldn't find someone, not one person, for those job positions. Now... Is it because I hire slowly? True. But it's because I wasn't using ZipRecruiter. And that's a fact. 
I wasn't getting to the right people for the right position to fit my right culture. And there are so many different things that you can do this summer. As a matter of fact, you can free up as much time as you want to. But if you're not using ZipRecruiter, you're probably not going to free up that time if you're attempting to hire people. So what is ZipRecruiter? What is probably the greatest job finder that's out there? And that's why you need ZipRecruiter. You need it so you can find the right candidates. Now, it's not that ZipRecruiter helps you find jobs. It's more accurately that ZipRecruiter takes your culture, takes your job, takes what you're looking for, and immediately matches them with the perfect candidate. And if the if it's if they can't find a perfect candidate, they will skip over that person and then give you the perfect candidate for you. ZipRecruiter uses one of its most powerful tools, which is the technology itself, to match the right candidates up with your job. You can easily review uh, their recommendations and easily review their recommended candidates and invite these candidates to apply for your top positions. Additionally, ZipRecruiter has a complete suite of tools that makes it easy for you to filter out, uh, review, and rate candidates. Four out of five employees uh, have been used by four out of five employers on ZipRecruiter. It is a blessing. And no wonder ZipRecruiter is rated number one hiring site in the world based on G2 satisfaction ratings as of this year, January 1st. My friends, soak up everything I said. It's not an ad. This is a personal testimony of how I found the right people to sit in the right seat on the right bus. Without ZipRecruiter, it wouldn't have been possible. So how do you take advantage of what I'm talking about? Well, you go to ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. All spelled the regular way. That's Zip, Z-I-P, Recruiter. R E C R U I T E R ZipRecruiter dot com slash B to B. And I promise you, you will be grateful that you did so. Again, that's ZipRecruiter dot com slash B to B. It's also in the show notes.